Josie. And I'm Katie. And this is something spookish. Finally. Finally. Oh my gosh, it's been a really long time. It, it feels like it's been forever. And I will say, I feel like we've slacked a little bit, but here's, now here's the thing is that we've been very busy and life happens. And again, I don't make money from this. So <laughs> this is faux free. Yeah. So. This is my hobby and life kind of took over. I ended up moving from Colorado to California and that just, that just took a lot of it took a lot of life out of me. So let me tell you, now I live in a super old house. I'm going to figure out if it's haunted. I'm excited. So nonetheless. And, oh, goodness. And like work and lives and the holidays. And it was just, it was just a time it was. And, um, but we're, we're back now. And I don't know if we're going to do weekly episodes or, or biweekly episodes, but, but we're going to be doing episodes. Yeah. Here and there. We're going to see what happens. We still love the spooky stories, and man, do I have a spooky story for you today. Oh, I'm so excited. It's been such a long time. I would love... Just, what What do you have? What do you have for me? Well, it's a little um, dark, but... Well, what... Yeah. Fuck yeah. What isn't dark? But this is the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. The Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Yes. What and, on uh, earth? I know. It doesn't... It doesn't give a lot of context, but this was a factory in New York, New York, and we're in the early 1900s, so I'm taking you back a little bit. I'm there, okay. And this was actually in Greenwich Village, New York, which I don't know where that is, but if you live in New York, you probably know where this is, so fantastic. And the day this story takes place is March 25th, 1911. Okay. All right. So yes, like you said, early early 1900s New York. That sounds like a fantastic time. It should be, yeah, super fun. I will say this story kind of revolves around a single tragedy, and we're going to be talking about residual energy. So we're going to get through the tragedy first, which is just bonkers. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about the hauntings, the spooky hauntings. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Okay, so you're setting up as it, you're setting it up as residual, but I is there room for debate? I hope not. Like if it's like an intelligent haunting, it's I'm going to say 100% it's not an intelligent haunting and I'm very very grateful that it is not. And you will you will understand oh. why. The tragedy must be tragic. Ooh, yeah, you nailed it. Good. Okay. <laughs> wow. A plus. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. Okay, we're off to a solid start. Um, yeah. All right, well, I'm, I'm bracing myself for some sorrow. And here we go. So the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory was a 10-story brick building, and this building was full of many sewing machines and workers that turned out hundreds of the most common long-sleeve women's garments at the time. The factory owners were Max Blanc and Isaac Harris. You'll come to find that these guys are super lame. Super lame. They sound lame. Yeah. So it was around 4.45 p.m. 
And on this day in particular, there were 200 workers inside waiting for the clock to show the closing time of 5 p.m. And they were ready to go home and live their lives and stop working. However, within minutes, smoke and screams started to fill the air. A fire alarm was pulled and passerbyers outside of the building noticed the sounds and smoke coming from the building and a crowd started to form outside of it to watch because, you know, there's not much to do in 1911, so you're going to watch some crazy shit if it happens. Um, yeah, as you do. Yes. As you do. Witnesses saw fabric fly down from the top of the building and they assumed that the owners were at the top trying to save their inventory, just like chucking fabric off the top. Oh, man. Unfortunately, these were not falling fabrics, but rather women who had worked there were falling off the top of the building and more likely jumping off the top of the building. Wow. So the fire had gotten so bad that they were literally choosing one form of death over the other. Yes, and we'll see that quite a bit. Now, the women who worked there were mostly young immigrant women between the age of 14 and 24, so super young. And these women had hopes to marry, and they wanted to have a better life with the promise of the New York dream. Like, you're in New York. It is a beautiful, crazy, fun place to be at the time. And unfortunately, they were kind of having to work really hard to get there, and they never saw that dream come true. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine being, like, in their shoes. Oh, my God. These women worked six days a week in a cold, loud factory with some really, as I said, shitty bosses. They were hammered into productivity as well as submission. Like, not, like, in a weird sexual way, but in, you know, you don't get breaks. You do what you're told. You don't stop working. Wow, that's so stressful. Well, I don't under I don't understand like I'm assuming you're going to tell me, but this is so strange. Like where the f- fuck are the doors? Like mm-hmm. I am going to tell you. Yep. Mm. It's part of the, it's because of these shitty bosses, but one good good lead in cuz I'm going to tell you right now. Often <laughs> When rumors of protest were passed around the workers, the owners caught word of these rumors that people were going to protest because they didn't like the working conditions, and they would lock the factory doors on purpose during work hours. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's totally uh, OSHA-friendly in today's standards as an HR person. Created. When was HR created? Oh my gosh, I want to say recently. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. We're still not doing a good job. No, we're not, but we're getting better, better than then. Oh my God, so they were just locked in the building? Oops. Yeah. Oops. 15 minutes before the doors would have been unlocked. Like, oh my God. Um, The doors were also locked to prevent theft. Again, strikes and walkouts. Not only this, but the owners designed the factory floors to slow down the eagerness to leave at the end of the day. 
Workers were typically stopped before leaving to have their bags checked for stolen garments. You got to line up, open up your freaking purse. You're like, no, I didn't steal anything. Let me go home. And who knows how long that would take. Also. Yeah, and I'm sure you don't get paid for that time. Oh, no. No way. Clock out, then have your bags checked, and then file out. Wow. Nobody knows exactly. Ooh, do, yes? Hmm. Oh, were the bosses inside the building? No, because they would be the ones to unlock the doors, right? From outside? I, it never really said if they were inside the building at the time. Like, people thought that they were, like, throwing gar- I don't, I really don't think that they were. But if they were, they definitely survived. Okay, so the owners, asshole bosses, survived this. There's no and way I don't, they could I, I'm going to say I don't think, yeah, I do not think that they were in the building at the time. There's no way. You're a boss. You don't care. Yeah, no way. You're, you're on the outside looking at the clock, waiting to unlock the doors until the last possible second that you can. Remind but me like, never to. Open the goddamn doors. I'm sorry. Well, I'm someone's got to have the key. Back. Yeah. I don't know. These are these are questions we're going to have to ask the ghosts, but to this is yeah. everything to the best of my knowledge. Okay. All right. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> Nobody knows exactly how the fire started, but it is assumed that a cigarette or a stray match caught a blaze on top of a bag of clothes. And it was a place full of risk as the shirts were made of cotton. Cotton's highly flammable. Piles of these clothes and scraps were in bins under the hundreds of sewing machine tables. So once one thing lit up, everything lit up. Oh my gosh, I didn't stand a chance. Yeah, I'm sure someone was just trying to take like a smoke break or something. Oh, I know. Smoking kills. Bad, bad timing. Yeah, it does. Oof. The building was not up to code either, negating a third staircase. And instead, and I don't know why a third staircase was part of code, but it would have been helpful here. Instead of a third staircase, there was a flimsy fire escape that was built in a narrow air shaft. This, unfortunately, acted as a chimney when the fire broke out. Hard eye rises, it went up through this little makeshift fire escape and just started getting super smoky, so really hard to get down that way. But of course, people tried. When workers realized what was happening, they all ran for the exits. Many had been crushed to death against locked doors and panicked bodies. Workers on the ninth floor had the best chance of getting out by pushing through one open skylight to get to the rooftop. So there were some survivors that way? I think so. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there were definitely some survivors, but you had to get, you had to be really lucky. Really lucky. Wow. The stairs between floors, what do you, what do you think those were made of? Uh, tell me they weren't made of wood. Mm, bummer. They, they were made bummer. of wood, you see. Yeah. Oh, good. Those were immediately engulfed by flames very, very quickly. And the limited fire escapes were poorly maintained and rusty. So with the amount of women running down them, they quickly buckled under the weight. 
And then those women on the fire escapes were either crushed to death or dropped to the death, um, dropped to their death on the pavement below. So that's one way wow. to die. Yeah. Wow. I, I just, I can't even so, imagine. Like you're trying to save yourself and boom, not saved, super dead, falling. I hate heights. I hate it all. No, there's so many ways that these women were dying and they're all horrible. Oh, it gets worse. Okay. Oh, Hang good. in there. When fire trucks did arrive, the ladders were only tall enough to reach the sixth floor. Well, isn't that just fantastic? <laughs> that is fantastic. And I laugh because I'm scared and I'm uncomfortable. Leave me alone. Morty. <laughs> um, no, that's fair. This is like, it's just, it's so, so dark that it only. Well, just like, of course. Sixth floor. Of course. Like, isn't New York full of skyscrapers at that time anyway? Why, why would you not have taller ladders? That's probably. This is probably one of the reasons they invented that crazy big ladder where it goes like and it like pull. It's a ladder within a ladder, extra big ladder. I'll have to look oh, it up. Is that what, oh, interesting. A ladder within Maybe. a ladder. Yeah. A ladder. And then it makes it like a double ladder when you like put it all together. That could theoretically reach nine floors. I'd be curious to see when the when the ladders we see today were created. Anyway, yeah, ninth, so, sixth so floor. So you, use, useless to many. many useless to trapped. many, indeed. They also had those safety nets where, you know, you they would, you know, those big nets that would hold at the bottom and people would jump into them. Yeah. Yeah, so the safety nets they had brought allowed some women to jump and survive. Others jumped and missed because it was so chaotic. <gasps> so many people were trying to jump. Yeah, many, many people missed. And then this one is what really gets me because, you're again, you're so close to freaking surviving, and then it's all just taken away. Some nets broke from too many women <gasps> jumping at the same time. Oh, Immediately my God, dead. no. Oh, yeah. my God. This is so stressful. I can't, like uh, uh, being uh, in a fire and not being able to escape and being crushed. Like I have, there's so many fears here all in one. Well, yeah. And like you try to think about, and even though I don't want to, like what, what would your base instinct be? And I think your base instinct would drive you away from the fire to any, and the smoke to anything else. So you would go down the fire escape. You would jump out the window. Like you would try anything other than going and dealing with the fire and the smoke i think you would your body wouldn't let you do anything else you will see that here in a moment but i would definitely i would choose i burning to death is slow and awful i i would choose a i would give it my best shot to make the net assume that i was going to hit the net and it's too quick to even realize if i didn't Oh God! Awful, yeah, morbid, ho- hopefully, horrible. Ho- hopefully, you just you just never realize that you never hit the net is is the hope. But I think the only saving grace would be that with the fire, like hopefully, like the smoke would make you 
suffocate or pass out or something. No, the suffocation's a really horrible death too. God, it's all so bad. Yeah, there's no there's no good hmm. way out here. I will say, I, I think if push came to shove, I would jump. I would maybe jump, yeah. but I also hate heights and I'm a pussy, so I don't know what I would do. Same. Same. I'm going to say I'm not going to find out. I don't yeah. care if I if I never find out. That's fine. I think that's a good I think that's that's a good conclusion to uh, the speculation. I don't I don't need to know. But I do kind of assume that instinctually like your body would just make you get as far away from the flames as possible. Cuz that just seems like a more imminent danger on the same page. All right. Well, really okay. Bad. So there was one brave soul who stayed in the building and he was an elevator operator and he stayed to run the elevator to get as many as he could out. Unfortunately, the building got too smoky and it got too hot for him. So it eventually did take him over. I'm unsure if this person survived, but they did say that he stayed there for a long time trying to operate that elevator to get people to safety. But then even if you get in the elevator, don't you run into the problem of being stuck at the bottom of the floor of the on the bottom floor and your door is being locked? And who had the keys? Who the fuck had the keys? Where were the keys? Open the doors. Yeah, so the elevator wouldn't have really helped. Not necessarily. Ooh, and then there is this. Some workers jumped on top of the elevator shaft trying to take it for a ride down on top. And then others, like when it was not working, you know how they have those cables attached to the elevators? People would jump and just grab on death grip to the cables and their hands would just be filleted and fried as they rode all the way down trying to escape. Oh my God, I can't. Ugh. Oh, for some reason, that's like nope. the most visual thing you've you've mentioned. And I just, uh, I can't. Ugh. Hands. Uh, no. My hands. My hands. A building next to the factory had attempted to get those from the factory um, who are on the roof. They like put a ladder out and would have people walk from the burning building to that, to the other side of the roof. And I think it was actually a university professor that had gotten his students at the other building to help and i think they oh. did they did get a few people across safely oh that's amazing and then people who are watching at the bottom in the crowd they are wit- there there are witnesses that say they saw people and coworkers holding hands as they decided to face their own death by jumping out the windows as the fire seared their backs. So that'll, back to our original point, you're going to fucking jump. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't see any other way around it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, how heartbreaking to be holding hands. No, at least you like, you're like, all right, buddy, at least we're going to do this together. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Lunch is gore and bodies were pooling on the streets below. Like, absolute tragedy, absolutely heartbreaking. And the, you know, the, here's the awful thing is that in the year previous, there was a march and a women's uprising for better conditions and to prevent this exact same atrocity. They oh, had awesome. had a protest and a march 
a year before that was like 20,000 women that participated. And this shirt factory was a, they could have, they could have made changes. Actually, I believe the workers were not allowed to form a union in this factory. But it's so, it's like the irony is like there was a ginormous march to get better conditions. These people are like, no, fuck you. And all these people died because of someone's stubbornness to make money. All I can hope was that, because I don't think a tragedy, a workplace tragedy gets worse than this. All I can hope is that it forced change in other factories. That's my only hope. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, in the, I mean, there's, I think this probably did help make some adjustments in the industry. But I also think it still took a really long time for real changes, practices, and rights to take place. Yeah, I'm sure it did, which is incredibly sad because, and it's just so screwed up that it would take an event like this to spark any kind of change. And I mean, I'm sure I'd have to dive into the history of, you know, labor rights in the area to see if it made any kind of impact. But just the fact that this had to happen and changes couldn't have been made ahead of time, like to lock your workers inside and like maybe theft, I guess. Why can't you just post, like pay a couple of security guards? I'm sure they had those. And That's a good point. Yeah, if the doors like, were oh. not locked and if maybe if the fire escape was better reinforced and taken care of, things, there could have been some some things. And maybe if there were ladders that were more than six stories tall, there's a few things that could have helped. Yeah, I primarily am just horrified that all the doors were locked. Like, I cannot. That's an awful way to go is fire, smoke, just being crushed. Yikes. Oh, my God. All, all so awful. Like, all the worst ways to go. And these poor women, like you said, had worked so hard to get where they were for this to happen. It's just it's just one of those absolutely senseless. Like, what a waste. Yeah. What a stupid waste. It's insane. Well... Many women never made it out. Obviously, a lot of people were stuck inside. And they were only identified after by their engagement rings amongst piles of ash. Oh, my God. I know. The owners, and this is what kills me, the owners had technically broken no laws. They did go to court, and they were acquitted. Are you freaking kidding me i i kid not i kid you not insane it is 100 percent their fault it is all their fault it is entirely oh, yeah. their fault they are at fault who do you wait who do you i'm sorry i didn't get that who do you think is at fault who is at fault them oh that's right yep yes i mm, at this yeah i agree wow i thought for sure that they would be held accountable but i guess mm-hmm. i can't be shocked Nope, we're not. Also, it's 1911. Yep, can't be shocked. No one gives a shit. Great. Crazy times. Holy shit. All I in hope all. It haunted them to their graves. 
I hope they have to haunt that space now. That's actually, maybe they are. I never got any accounts of that, but Lord knows they're probably not in the best of places right now in their ghosty realm. I hope, like, let's just for positivity's sake say that these guys are in hell. Or limbo. Or limbo. I think you I can hope get so. stuck in limbo, which is where you have to be a ghost. Yeah. Get you can't stuck. Move on. Get stuck in the factory. That's a really good um like comeback or like shade moment. You're like, hey, get stuck. No one's gonna know what that means, but that means I hope you get stuck in limbo. You're being a, you're being a butt munch. Hey, Gerald, get stuck. Get That's sick. <laughs> Get I'm gonna put stuck. that on a bumper sticker. Wow. To hurl at your enemies. You have to be pretty bad to wish Eternal limbo, limbo upon a someone. person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. to these guys, get stuck. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, no, this is really horrible. And like I don't know what they did after this. Maybe if they were changed humans and like spent their lives trying to like go and improve the working conditions of other factories then you know maybe don't get stuck but if they went and did similar things i don't know i don't it really depends it really who depends. knows yeah i don't know I, I i have no further information but i do know that 146 factory workers 123 of them being women died that day in the fire Wow. 123 people. That's crazy. So obviously, there's some hauntings. And that's why I say, thank God it is just a residual haunting because I don't want anybody stuck there. No, 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 no. Move on. Be free. Be free. So Be free. this is a residual, a residual, Lordy, a residual haunting. And that basically means that the spirits are gone, but the amount of energy is left behind, causing one hell of a haunt. The energy specifically left behind from a tragic event, and that's kind of, because mm, it ha- it ha- I don't know if it has to be a tragic event or not. But as- I'm assuming- I think it has to be like emotionally powerful enough to leave an imprint. I could, I could go with that. Emotionally powerful- or or tragic, yeah. Well, by definition, something tragic. Same, same, same. Indeed. Now, a residual hm. haunt makes no attempt to communicate with the living. It merely repeats what was happening at the time of the deaths. So it's not intelligent. And theoretically not conscious and not attached to an actual being. Correct. Which, I, again, I'm going to say is a good thing in this case. Thank God. Yeah. Please don't be there. Please be free. Be free. Now, the old factory has been repurposed by the New York University, and it's now called the Brown Building. And this building holds biology classes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of accounts from students and teachers, professors, There are some tours that go on there, and I'm just going to give you some examples of what you could expect to see or things that people have encountered while there. You're going to have to go there yourself because everything that I found that was an account 
was kind of geared toward making money. So I don't really want to use those. So I'm just going to give you a brief overview of some of the things that people have encountered just over the years. Okay. I'm game. Yeah. So some things that people have seen are silhouettes of figures falling. Ooh, that's dark. The smell of smoke in the building from time to time, just walking through, and kids will get a random whiff of smoke. And smoking obviously is not allowed, nor has it been allowed for probably more than 100 years. Hard, hard to say, but a long time. Students will have reported feeling choked by smoke or getting really short of breath, so having a really hard time breathing, hence the fire, people having a hard time breathing, suffocating on smoke. It's kind of an interesting notion. That'd be terrifying to experience. Oh my God, I'd be so out of there. Screw biology. I'm done. Seriously, I'd be like, I'm sorry, can I be excused? I'm, I'm choking on phantom smoke. Or I would maybe just use that as an excuse way too many times. <laughs> can't breathe. <laughs> Save me. I must leave. Oh, no, it's there's the test today. I'm so sorry. I must be going. Fresh air. Apparitions of discolored women staggering down the halls have been seen. So kind of covered in like soot. Oh. Yeah. Charred ghosts. Floating down the stairs. Just the fact that they seem that uh, charred. 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 Charred ghost. Discolored no. was better than charred. Yeah, but see, it's totally different because you can be discolored. Like, I'm assuming those people died from smoke inhalation. Mm-hmm. And the charred people, ghosts, died from actual burning. Well, and I guess also smoke inhalation. But... That's nasty. But yeah, they awful. Well, and I want that to be residual, but if they're just floating down the hall, like I think of of residual haunting as like maybe hearing screams or you like you were saying, seeing the silhouettes falling out of the windows. I could see those being residual, but maybe it was these people like trying to walk down the hallway, like being burnt. Like, or as they were burning and finally falling. That's so awful. I really desperately want this to be residual, but I feel like it is unlikely that they're all residual. Yeah, I, I get that. Well, I mean, if anyone has ever gone, please let us know what you've experienced. Because a lot of people say that when they go there, just like if you were going to go to Auschwitz or some really heavy, big places, just the feeling of sadness and everything that has happened there just is weighted on your shoulders. So I think that's a pretty normal thing to feel. But then these instances, I, I, I would, yeah, I would assume most of them are residual, but maybe some of them aren't. Interesting. Yeah, I would feel bad, but. Oh, here's one that I love. Locked doors magically unlock themselves. Like if they lock doors, they'll be unlocked like the next second or the next day. I think it's very really? hard to keep the doors locked. Yes. Oh, so see, like that's like, not uh-uh. residual. You don't think so? 
No, no, I really don't because residual mm. would be an imprint of what had happened in the past and none of the doors were unlocked. Like that's a conscious, intelligent action of someone not wanting, you know, anyone to experience the same what they thing experience. to happen. Yeah, they're like, yeah. you unlock these doors. Keep them unlocked. Yeah. Keep mm. them unlocked. All right. To well, your point, so I'm I'm in. I get it. When I feel bad, when I feel bad because I don't want anyone to have to be stuck there. But that's really sweet that they'd be like, no locked doors. Everyone get out. Leave. Yeah, I like that. That is, it is kind of a sweet notion. Yeah, maybe there are a few intelligent ghosties walking around. Hard to say. Um, Ephemeral faces in the bathroom mirrors are sometimes seen by students. No. Mm-mm, no, no, I don't like that. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> May I just decline. I just decline that one. Oh, I'd be so scared. I would never be able to look in the mirror. I'd be so freaked out. Hello, I'm a face, <laughs> and here I am. Gross. Oh, yeah. so spooky. Okay, okay, okay. Moving on. Moving on. Many students. Oh, this is also kind of interesting. Feel the random urge to flee the building for no reason. I would take such advantage of this. I would, again, I would be in my test and I'd be like, oh, I got to get out of here. I don't know what came (laughs) over me. And I would just run every, like 10 minutes into every class. I'd be like, I would just like book it. And they'd be like, I'm out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can you imagine though, like to actually have that overcome you? How freaking frightening would that be? Like, I have to get out of here. Uh, is that's a crazy thing i'm sure to feel because you're like everything's fine why do i feel the need to book it and then i think if you knew about the history oh my gosh did i feel not even fully what they felt but like a skosh of what these people felt Ugh. yeah that's that one's freaky here's here's a residual one sounds of screams duh but also sounds of crackling fire echoing in the hallways. Oh, I've never heard of that, actually, of like the inanimate object. The fire but itself. Fire's pretty animated. So I guess there's energy attached to that. I don't know. That's That's really interesting and freaky. And I saved the best for last because I just hate it the most. So not only could they get whiffs, random whiffs of smoke, uh, random oh, whiffs no. of burning flesh. Okay, there we go. Oh, there, there it is. That's there it is. That's just that's the worst. Tap, tap out. Um, I think that probably more than anything would get me to leave the building. I don't even know. Actually, I, I, I don't think. I don't think like you can know what that smells like until you smell it. And then you're like, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've never smelled that. Thank God. And I uh, don't know. Yeah. I'm no. pretty sure. I'm quite confident you would know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pass. I'm going to, I'm going to pass on not wanting to know though. So. I really don't want to take a class in this building. Like I kind of do. Cause I kind of want to see what's freaky, but, uh, I also think I'd be out of there pretty darn quick. Oh, absolutely. Well, I do have one 
kind of nice notion to end on. Every year, on the anniversary of the fire, 146 carnation flowers are placed on the sidewalk where so many bodies had fallen. And it's a big volunteer group that does this every year. And if you look up pictures, you just see so many white carnations. And it's a really touching way to, to honor those who lost their lives. Oh, that's really sweet. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad they're still being remembered. I know, because that's just, that's not, that's no way to go. It's just awful. No, if that, if your death was that horrible, your, your memory should be, like, uplifted and celebrated and just. I kind of want to go and give, um, and put a carnation down. I know, that'd be awesome. That's the story of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. If you have been there, tell us your experience. Maybe even tell us, what would you do? How would you try to escape? Awful. Absolutely awful. And I hope that we can all, if you ever see a white carnation, just send a little love. A little love to New York in that area. Yeah, to the spirits. I hope if anyone is still trapped there, Spiritually, I hope they can move on. One, I will no say, place to be stuck. Yeah, residual versus intelligent energy. I'd be curious to see what other people think about that because that's an interesting, that's an interesting concept. So, if you wanted to look at some pictures, or if you want to let us know what you think, you can send us a Gmail at somethingspookish at gmail You can also follow us on Instagram at something spookish and we're so glad to be back and we missed you and lots of love and my beautiful beautiful sister i send you light oh josie i send you light to uplift your spirit after this really sad story yeah you hung in there well i thought maybe i would i would have broken you but i'm your trooper good job i know i know i know you're a trend for a tear and uh i'm too hardened and grizzled by life at this point (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What have you been through? Jesus. (laughs) Ooh, that's dark. Hmm. Yes. Well, but listener, we also send you light after this terrible tale. And I think on, on that lovely note, until next week, stay spooky. That's pretty good from your side.